The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. your time and establishing mindfulness to the fore. And it's really okay <coughs> to take the time to remember what mindfulness is, to remember the very particular effort to remember. Very simple, to remember this is being known. Mindfulness is not about focusing one's attention on something. It's more about remembering that this is being known. 
getting interested in sustaining this present moment awareness. And as it said in the tradition, notice how so many other wholesome qualities of mind become stronger, become more apparent when there is some continuity of mindfulness. begin to notice right there with the continuity of present moment awareness or the qualities of equanimity or acceptance, qualities of calm and ease, qualities of kindness, forgiveness and patience, the quality of confidence or faith. And it's not like we're trying to have all those wholesome qualities arise. They do naturally, though, when there's some continuity of present moment awareness. And in the same way, any unwholesome qualities like greed, aversion, distractedness, they get removed or weakened as mindfulness becomes more established, more continuous. Can we remain irritable as mindfulness becomes stronger? What happens to negativity when there's this clear and warm embrace of present moment awareness. To strengthen the mindfulness, we remember that mindfulness doesn't have any agenda except to see clearly, to understand the way that it is right now, this activity of the body and mind. But not understanding in terms of having some story, understanding in a more simple and direct, immediate way. My teacher said that mindfulness is an obstacle to our well-greased patterns of attachment and ignorance. And in a similar way, Jack Kornfield says, mindfulness disturbs the tranquility of our ignorance, the tranquility of our habits, 
so easy just to repeat the established habits. But mindfulness sees things as they are. And part of what it sees is how some of the habits are unhelpful and skillful, like greed, like aversion. And so mindfulness creates this possibility of not acting out the greed and aversion and distraction. Because there's this other option, which is to simply feel what that impulse feels like in the body and mind. When we have the impulse to be greedy, to be aversive, irritable, to be distracted in denial. Mindfulness illuminates that it's not helpful. So wisdom chooses to be intimate without acting out the impulse. Oh yeah, it feels like this, this impulse to be tight with irritation feels like this. And because it's not identified with, that pattern of aversion isn't being fed and it fades on its own, fades away on its own. the opposite, if we keep paying attention to the object of the irritation, to the aversion, the fear, then that reinforces the identification. If it wasn't about me, if it wasn't concerning me, why would I be obsessively looking, feeling, thinking about this problem? really matters what the mind chooses to pay attention to. When the mind is under the influence of greed, dominated by greed or aversion, then with greed, the mind will want to keep looking at what it likes, what it wants. Or if it's under the influence of aversion, the attention will keep going back to what I'm afraid of, what I don't like, what I want to get rid of. Wisdom sees that pattern, sees that tendency as being self-destructive, counterproductive, cause for stress. Wisdom is moved by compassion to Notice the irritation without acting out the tendency to look at the object that reinforces it. Instead, it just feels what it feels like to have that tendency. What's the feeling here? Oh, the burning of greed or the burning of aversion tension of greed, the tension of aversion, feels like this.
there are the particular antidotes when greed is in the mind to simply remember that everything comes and then goes. Everything's impermanent. Pleasures are just a temporary experience of gratification. And the antidote for aversion, of course, is to find a way, natural way to bring love, the attitude of metta, compassion into the mind. Compassion for yourself. It doesn't really matter how it is that the love comes into the mind, into the heart. Because the attitude of aversion and love don't sit in the same mind at the same time. So we quite literally push the anger out of the mind by paying attention to this heart's capacity to be kind, to be compassionate, to express love. As we sit and contemplate the coming and going of the present moment, notice when greed is present, notice when aversion or fear is present. And in real time, just notice what helps keep the heart in balance, sustain that clear and calm presence. How to not be confused by the greed and aversion that does arise. How to relate skillfully. So we'll continue in silence.
okay to ask, is there greed in the mind? about non-greed, the quality of dana, generosity, renunciation, contentment. Same thing with aversion. Is there aversion in this heart? Any resistance, fear? Is there kindness? So just naturally, over time, the mind is curious naturally about the three wholesome, three unwholesome roots, greed and non-greed, aversion, non-aversion, delusion and non-delusion. And if ever you're not sure, suspect there might be some subtle aversion. So just as you observe with mindfulness, is there any stress, any tension associated? Is this suffering and the cause for suffering here and now? a real important essential skill to learn how to be aware of the wholesome roots because that will amplify and strengthen them.
So <clears throat> just the sense of sitting here right in the middle, aware of the activity of the body and the activity of the mind, and then being aware and of course noticing the play of wholesome and unwholesome roots as they arise and for a period of time dominate, color the mind. And then the interesting question is, is there a way for this wisdom awareness, this way of being aware, to affect how the mind is so that the mind, at least in moments, and then more and more moments, is a mind that is dominated by the wholesome roots of non-greed, non-aversion, non-delusion. So a clear and kind and generous heart, mind. And noticing the relief, release of a mind free of greed, anger, and delusion. The freedom of that mind. In the same way that we are more easily aware of the heaviness of a mind that is colored by greed, aversion, or delusion. As they say in the tradition, a mind that's not very wieldy, not really that functional. I think it's important as we finish our sit tonight to have the confidence, the sense that it's the birthright of this mind, this heart, to, to have this capacity to be free of greed, anger, and delusion. We want to respect the persistence of these unwholesome tendencies. We also want to stay open that this heart is actually capable, not, not even somewhere far off in the future, but actually capable now of experiencing the moment free of greed and anger and delusion. So a little taste of the liberation the Buddha points towards. 